Welcome to Endzone Edge with your hosts, Matt Miller and Mocha Fafi. Every week, we'll break down the key matchups and provide expert commentary on the biggest games. So if you're ready to take your football betting to the next level, buckle up. It's Endzone Edge. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to Endzone Edge. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined by my lovely co-host, Mo Kavavi. Mo, say hi to everybody. What's good, everyone? Happy early Halloween, just in case we don't get back on before next week, but it's definitely going to be a haunting one, so dress it, accordingly. It's going to be rough. It's supposed to be, like, freezing, too, up here. I don't know. And welcome I mean, to Canada, I guess. It's just always cold up here. It's always cold, and that's yeah. Halloween weather, man. I think we, it's the best when it's cold and foggy out. Yeah, we hit November or we hit uh, September and it's just like, nope, you get winter now. That's how it goes. So we are, as always, the one-stop shop for everything you need to get uh, your parlays in order for Sunday and make a little bit of money and have a little bit of fun doing it. We're here for you. If you lose, we lose. If we win, you win. But you know how it goes. If you end up losing, we lose double because we let you down and you just don't deserve to be treated like that. That's a 10-4. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, let's get into some news and notes from around the NFL. The End Zone Edges Breaking News Report. Okay, first off, we have that Tannehill is likely out for their game this weekend. And I don't know what that implies because, I mean, he hasn't been that good this year. And I'm not super familiar with Levy's or Levi's. Is it Levi's? It's spelled like the jeans. I think it is Levi's, the jeans, the jeans, but like, I don't know what to make of the mess. That's that is the quarterback room there right now. Like who's even the starter right now? If if Tannehill doesn't go. Okay. So it is Levis, but we're going to call him Levi's because it just sounds cooler. And, And the coach was saying it could be him. It could be Malik. It, they don't know yet. I, I think Tennessee is a big mess. It's not just the quarterback position they want. They have a lot of, they have a lot to think about. You know, Derrick Henry's getting a little older. He's got, this is last year. They could re-up or they could send him off and get some draft capital. It's it's a big mess in Tennessee, and it's not the fun mess that uh, they're used to seeing when you go downtown Nashville. Just give Spears the ball. That's all I say. Like, trade Derrick Henry, give Spears the ball. I'm going to the fantasy realm for a second because I just traded for Tajay and, like, I need that trade to pay some dividends. I gave up Josh Jacobs to get him, okay? I need that to start paying some dividends. Um, but then we have Chris Olave. What is this man doing? This man his best life. <laughs> has the world at his palm and goes out and gets arrested for reckless operation of a motor vehicle. What are you doing? Why? Why, why couldn't they just call it reckless driving? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a lot easier. And, you know, word economy would have been nice there. Uh, so what does that imply? Because uh, you were actually the one that found this story earlier this week. I've been a little crazy all over the place with some stuff going on. Is he getting suspended? So far, there's no word from the New Orleans camp. He was released on Monday. But as far as anything else to follow, nothing yet. So I'm, I'm sure there will be some disciplinary actions on their front. Who knows? It could be a one-game suspension. It could be a fine from the league, but that is a uh, remain to be seen. Like, let's keep that in mind before we throw him on any throw them on any parlays. Because, like, if he sits out, I don't, I don't think I like the Saints in anything. No, I don't trust Michael Thomas. I don't trust car used car. I don't trust that team in a nutshell, except for 
Alvin Kamara. Yeah, no, Alvin Kamara is like he's up there in age now. He's still an elite running back. Don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But he's getting old now. You can't keep relying on him for too much longer before something gives out and he gets hurt. Um, Marvin Jones stepping away from football for a family matter. Not that that was a big major thing. Like Detroit's got options regardless. I'm pretty sure Montgomery will be back relatively soon. Um, as was evidenced in the last game, they need him. Um, Marvin Jones, not really a big, a big piece in that offense anymore, but like, it does suck to see him. Like, how is he 30 ish years old? Or he's like only 27 or something like that. I'm like, this guy feel, I feel like he's 40. He's played on like every team. He's been around. I think he's in his mid to early thirties, but he has been around a lot. He was with your bangles. Those days uh, he, he was with the Jaguars last season for a few. He's a good player. Uh, again, you you nailed it on the, the Lions. He's a depth piece. When, and not even a high depth piece. You got St. Brown. You got Jamison Williams. And you got Reynolds, who's emerged, couldn't come out of nowhere. And then the rookie Laporta. So he wasn't going to find much anyways on the field. Laporta is like just dominating my fantasy football league right now. That team that got him, they took him in like the like 12th round. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, why are you drafting him here? And then he just comes into the league. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why. Because he's really good. <laughs> now you are first place in the fantasy league. And I'm last because I passed on him. Um, then we got uh, Watson is out on Sunday. As a Bengals fan, I'm okay with it. Because like, he lose that a- game. Let us come back. I think it's pretty good because he's been terrible. I don't know if you saw the game last week. He didn't even finish the game. I mean, he got banged up, but... I got to ask you, do the Browns regret giving him all that guaranteed money? I think anytime you guarantee a quarterback money and like anything like this happens, I mean, they're kind of foolish for not seeing it coming. Like that was a lot of time that he was off and like the NFL changed in that time. I'm not saying that he's like lost it and he's like rusty or anything. I'm just saying the, the game has evolved. And his style of play is like, he's going to have to learn to make those adjustments on the fly. I think he'll turn around, but I don't see it at least this season. Like I see next season, maybe he's okay. Maybe he makes those changes, but his old, his old style gameplay is just, it's not cutting it up here. And we got Ertz. Zach Ertz is hurt. Zach Ertz is hurt. Maybe. No. Oh my God. I'm so disappointed in myself. Uh, yeah. So he's, he is on the IR, uh, which again, not really uh, much implications because you're probably not taking the Cardinals on any parlay anyways, unless they're on the losing side and Ertz just makes it easier for them to lose by more points. So that's not anything crazy to talk about, but we do have the trade deadline. That's going to be a big deal. There's a lot of teams that are going to make a lot of moves, and I think the Bengals are going to be above and beyond the the most active they have to be they need to turn this season around we have a winning te- we can have a winning team we just the moves we've made aren't enough we need a little bit more i think we need a little more defensively a little more up front protecting joe burrow make sure he doesn't get hurt again but i'm excited who's who's your top trade target this year or your team no 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 just in general like who's who's your top like if you're any nfl franchise but in buy mode who are you going after if i'm the jets i'm going after kurt cousins yeah and yeah. hands down, that that is by far the at the top of my list, uh, along with Derrick Henry, uh, Brian Burns, 
Buda Baker, Saquon Barkley, although I don't think Saquon's going anywhere. That's all smoke and mirrors. Uh, Chase Young, if you can manage to get Chase Young from Washington, you've hit the jackpot. He's a generational player. Cortland Sutton, I mean, you might have to sweeten the deal there with Denver, but Cortland Sutton is a nice red zone target and nice mm-hmm. red zone piece. Um, Dallas, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was. I would even say Zach Ertz, the way he was playing at the beginning of the year, but now that he's hurt and he's gone for four games, do you want to take that risk? He's 32 years old, and you, your body just gets beat up over time. So that that's a huge risk on any team's part to take a chance on him, although he would be a nice red zone target. And I'm hearing Hunter Henry also is available, but I don't think the Patriots move off him. He's too good for Mac Jones. Yeah, he's he's way too good of an option. Him and Mac Jones are starting to kind of get a little bit of chemistry. I don't think he'll go anywhere. Um, how awesome would it be for me as a Bengals fan if the Cincinnati football Bengals turn around and trade and get Chase Young on our squad? Oh, my God. Our defensive woes out the window. Out the window. We're good. Bring us the Super Bowl. Since Super Bowl in Cincinnati. You're right back in it if you can get a guy like that, or even Buddha Baker. I, I think he's a difference maker too. I think we take on we take down San Francisco this week, and I think we got a real shot. But we're going to talk about that. Actually, you know what? Why don't we just jump into that right now? Let's jump into the featured games of the week. It's time for this week's featured matchups. Okay, we're going to start off because we were just talking about it with the Bengals 49ers. Mo, this was one of your favorite games of the week, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because if I start talking about it, I'm going to talk about the Bengals too much and it's going to be completely misrepresentative. People are going to miss the point. It's not going to be a good time for people. I know it hits home for you, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, so we have the 49ers and Bengals, and this is going to be one of the games of the week for sure. 49ers on a two-game slide, Matt. Mr. Irrelevant, he looks exactly like it. Three INTs in two games. I'm not loving that. Mm-mm. Vikings found a way to contain uh, CMC. So can the Bengals do the same? I think the Bengals can. I think they are going to have a game plan for him and make Purdy do all the work. Since he's coming off a bye week, but they looked great against Seattle. So that momentum, I hope, is co- uh, continues to come in. And then Jamar Chase, we've been waiting for him to emerge and establish himself as the best wide receiver in the game. He's been lights out, but his last four games, he's got 40 receptions, 486 yards, and three touchdowns. That's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is seventh in offense and eighth in defense, so you do have to watch for that. Uh, since he is last in offense, which I'm shocked. When I was looking this up, I was absolutely shocked they're at the bottom. Yeah. And the defense isn't much better at 28. So overall, this is a must-win for you guys. More for, more so than San Francisco, because look at your division: Baltimore's five and two, Pittsburgh's four and two, Cleveland's four and two, and you guys are three and three. Mm-hmm. It's very tight. It's going to be down to the wire, so you have to win these games. And I'm looking at your schedule. My God, we're up does against NFL, it. Yeah, does the NFL hate you? We are up against it. It's yeah. rough. Uh, that's why getting off to a strong start was so important. Uh, but apparently. Uh, Joe Burrow's calf missed that memo and decided to take its sweet time getting getting right again. But we're good. He looked really good. And the one thing that I do I do like about Cincinnati and okay, yeah, their offense isn't great, but we think I think that's going to change. Like that's an anomaly, a little blip in their little history. It's it's going to be okay. 
What I like about them is their defense. Their defense is ranked really low in the NFL. But what they do really well, and I think they're underrated because of it, is they're just so scrappy. Like, they just get the job done. Like, look at the game against Seattle. Seattle should have won that game. Like, they should have beaten us. But our defense just kept coming up big in the red zone and being like, no, like, we need to do something. Like, we give up a lot of yards. We do give up a lot of points. But those plays that really matter, that defensive front, they they show up and they they get that turnover. They force that play. They they turn over. They, they, they just stop them on downs. They do whatever it takes to get it done. And I really think that that is going to play a huge factor in this game. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. The thing is, there was no line on this game when I looked. But I think it's going to go to minus three for the 49ers just because they're at home. Mm-hmm. I'm actually taking the 49ers. No disrespect to the Bengals. I just think Shanahan does not allow them to lose two games in a row. I'm on the Bengals for this one. Uh, mainly because, like you said, it's an absolute must win. These This team has shown me way too much in the past couple of years that when it when it matters and it's a must do, they do it. So I think they squeak it out. I actually um I found a line on the score that had the 49ers uh minus five and a half. Oh, and I okay. think that's ridiculous because I think both these teams, this is going to be a bloodbath of a game. I think it's going to be really hard to get in, get in edgewise. I think it's going to be a three-point game. I have the Bengals plus five and a half, but I'm actually thinking I might move it up just for the sake of getting better odds. I might just move it up to the Bengals winning outright. And now with the news that Purdy's out, I think you have to take the Bengals. Yeah, that might be even a safer bet. Just, just to be like, you know what? If, if they lose... They lose. I don't want them to lose by six points and then maybe be super desperate. Like, I would rather have the chance to make more money by them winning. Right. And then it's my team. So, like, uh, I'm a little biased on this one. So, maybe <laughs> if you're listening and you're going to take some of my advice, maybe leave the Bengals game off your don't listen to me for this a little bit because I'm letting my heart get in the way a little bit here. But I definitely think that uh, it's going to be a, probably the game of the weekend. Absolutely. They have the tools to do it. I, I can't see them not putting up a fight. This is a scrappy team. I, I think Jamar Chase is another big game. I think T. Higgins has a good game, too. I like that uh, San Francisco has been kind of struggling a little bit on their pass rush because, or they're just like their front line because maybe this is the game where Joe Mixon finally gets going because we need him to get going. Just like we almost need him more than we need Joe Burrow to get going because if only one of those cogs in the wheel is working, like we can only go so fast. They need to have we need to have that threat like back there every time they see him on the on the field just be like oh okay well what's it going to be now are they going to run it or are they going to pass it like we need that we need him to get going and with the woes that they've been having i think that this may be a chance that we have to see some some good flashes from joe mixon yeah right on so what's the next game matt next up we have the patriots at the dolphins the dolphins are nine and a half point favorites in this one both teams are coming off like Pretty big games last week. I mean, Miami took a rough loss, you know, playing like not playing like themselves. Now, could it be that they're actually not as good as they've been playing or is Philly's defense just that good? Like, I'm having a really hard time determining which one is which. You know, there's a third option, too. The referees suck. Mm, True, true. I did not watch that game. Eagles had zero penalty calls. Zero against 10 for Miami. That is unheard of. Like, I'm not saying that the Eagles didn't deserve the win. They were the better team. But you're at a disadvantage when you're getting no calls. Mm -hmm. And Miami got zero. 
Yeah, you so, gotta throw one in there at least. There were there were zero, and I saw at least five. I saw That's a rough. bunch of penalties. I will say, going back to your original question, I think Miami is a little overhyped because they have not fared well against good teams. They lost to Buffalo, and, and Buffalo is falling apart at the seams, mm-hmm. and they lost to the Eagles. So it could be something there where they're just beating up on mediocre teams, and when it comes to really good teams, they can't pass the test. Yeah, that's that's been my fear of these guys pretty much most of the season now is like, are they that good or are they just, are we getting a sample from them because they're playing mediocre teams? But the other side of the field here, New England is also off of a big game. Like that was a major upset. Now, I'm not sure how much we can read into this because like I'm a big believer in circumstances really motivate players to play at a peak level. And I think that team just wanted to get Bill Belichick that win, put him down in the in the record books. I don't think we're going to see a repeat performance here, but it was really nice to see Ramondre Stevenson start getting a little bit more in the in the work and whatnot. Um, the real story is um, Mac Jones last week had a 126 passer rating, like insane, that's, right? That's like probably week leading like that's that's one of the best quarterback ratings you can have and that was against an elite bills defense i don't think miami's even even in the same conversation as the buffalo bills i actually think that this is going to be a high scoring game i think mac jones is going to come out he's he's figured some stuff out they keep Ramondre stevenson in the mix i think this could be a pretty high scoring game i kind of like the over if i was going to take the game i think i take the over more than i take miami but we'll see. New England is 13th against the rush because like, that's a stat that we have to worry about when Raheem Mostert is having the season that Raheem Mostert is having. Sucks that we don't get to see A-Chan anymore, but he'll be back. He's young. So I think that Miami is actually going to take it by nine and a half. I think that's how it goes. But I definitely think it's be a high-scoring game. I think this one's going to be a nail-biter until the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter, that's when Miami's just going to take over. Yeah, division game, always heated, always intense. I like Miami at nine and a half. I, anytime I've gone big with Miami, they win. So I, I believe I'm on the same boat with you. I like them to win big, send a message. They want to be atop of the AFC East. And to stay there, you got to beat up on the bad teams. Sorry, Belichick. And even though you got your contract extension, it doesn't matter. You're still losing. And now... Another one that's like shockingly really exciting to talk about, but also like shouldn't be the Vikings at the Packers. <laughs> like, why is this game exciting? Uh, it's Minnesota's minus one favorites. Uh, so basically call it a pick them. No, like what? What do you think, man? Like, why is this such an exciting game? I love the I love the overall just vibe that this game brings because it's a must do for both teams. There's so many implications in this game. And let's start with a division rival, a story rivalry, right? You got the Vikings, you got the Packers, you go all the way back. Well, for you and I, you go all the way back when Brett Favre was there. And then he jumped ship to go to the Vikings, which was the biggest (laughs) slap in the face. But yeah, Minnie's coming off an impressive win on Monday. And they're three and four right now. So they're inching closer to 500. And Kurt Cousins, man, is balling this season. He's got 2,057 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, five INTs, four fumble losses, and a QB rating of 107, 101.7. And he's doing this with no Jefferson. Like, it's unreal. 
unreal. And Addison, I told people to draft Addison because I watched him in college. Man can fly down the field. His numbers this this uh, this his numbers this uh, so far this year: four hundred reception yards, five the six TDs on forty four targets, and he's only played six games. He's missed one game, and that's five out of the six games he scored a touchdown. That's, that's insane. That's crazy. That is that is the kind of stuff that like no, don't hear what I'm not saying here, because like I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson is Jefferson is replaceable. That's not what I'm saying. But can you imagine? Like, there's got to be a little bit of stress going through his head right now, being like, oh man, he's actually killing it while I'm gone. Like, am I going to lose some of my work now? Like, I'm not saying he's going to lose the job, but I'm saying that he's probably going to lose a significant amount of work now. Like, he's losing some, yeah, uh, absolutely. And you can't forget about Hawkinson too. Like that, that's yeah. just a deadly set of receivers and tight ends that you can have at your disposal. Like no wonder cousins is is just balling out and let's go on the, on the, let's flip the coin for a sec and let's look at the Packers. They're on a three game losing streak and Jordan love has sucked seven interceptions this season, seven in four games. And remember he had that three against the Raiders, which is God awful. And what happened to Christian Watson? He's questionable again. He's been injured the entire season. Can this man stay healthy? It's frustrating me as a fantasy owner because I have that stack. Um, because, well, you know, I told you uh, about what I did last year. And I had no draft picks, so I had to go with that stack and just hope that they would become like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow this year, which they have not done because Jordan Love is Jordan Love and Christian Watson can't stay healthy. Can't stay like, on the field. Like, if he stays on the field, then I do think that, like, the Packers can at least make the playoffs if they get a full season out of them. But right now, like, I just don't know. They seem like they're a mess. They seem to have this blind faith in Jordan Love, which I get it, I guess, when you have no options behind him. But, like, I just don't know. And honestly, I want to touch base on this whole Minnesota trading Kirk Cousins thing. Why? He's having a great year. He could take you to the playoffs. Like, I wouldn't trade him yet. I mean, like, yeah, you'll get top value for him if you trade him now before the deadline. But hold on to him. Like, see if he gives you a chance. I think with I think with them, they're at a crossroads because they can go for the division. Like, the Lions, yes, the Lions are a good team. Great story this year, but they can be beaten. We've seen them, you know, get their tails kicked in last week by, by Baltimore. But they're at a crossroads because Cousins is a free agent. He's up there in age. Do you want to reset and maybe either get another quarterback, draft a quarterback? You still have these two young studs in Addison and Jefferson you can build around. There, there's a lot on the table. And like you said, you can get great value and great picks for him because he's so hot this season. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to look at it. Can we sacrifice the season and get all these picks? Because their defense is atrocious. So, question. Let's put this out there. They win this week. Do you think they trade them? No. You think they trade them if they lose? Yeah. If they lose this game, if they somehow lose this game, which they shouldn't. This is a game for the taking. But if they lose, yeah, you have to send them. I'm here in the Jets. And that would be a great pick for the Jets because that puts them right back in the playoff conversation. You send them to wherever... You get a draft compensation and then you rebuild it for next year. Cause I think mm-hmm. they can compete next year if they have the right pieces in place. But if they win, no, they're, they're going to try it out. I, I, it, it's, 
for them, it's a game as you go bases. And unfortunately they had that slow start. Mm -hmm. So they're in the position they are because of it. But yeah, if they lose this week, yeah, you have to blow it up. Yeah, I I agree with that. I've been kind of thinking that for a little bit. Every game that they go into, I'm like, oh, if they win, I think they keep them. But if they lose, they probably trade them. And I think this is, we're at that point in the season now where every team, this game, this week pretty much determines what everybody's going to do. You win this week and you're like, you're, you're in the kind of middle of the pack. You probably stay with what's working. I think you lose and you fall to the bottom of the pack. Everybody's just going to start blowing it up. Set yourself up for next year. This is why I love week eight. This is why I love football though. Cause like every week matters. Like it's not like NHL where, you know, if you lose like nine games in a row, it's fine. Cause you just make them up after Christmas. Like whatever, we'll go on a streak back. We'll go on a streak then. Like this is like every game matters in this in this league, and I love it. Yeah, before you go to the next game, I, I've got a scenario for you. All right. Let's say they do trade Cousins and get somehow get a first round pick or get a few second round picks or whatever or a combination of both. Do they flip those picks for Kyler Murray? I think if the if the way that I've been reading everything from Arizona this year is true that um they will definitely he'll be available because it does seem like they want to move on from him uh for some reason i don't understand why it's kyler murray like keep him but i think it, there's a realistic possibility that that, that that could happen like both teams want to move on from their quarterback and i honestly i would say that i feel at this point kyler murray maybe just wants to move on from arizona because he's getting a lot of flack out there all that like rumor made up about the um the not not reading game script or not watching videos and practice and whatnot. I think that was like false, but I think that's just now looming over his head and he's got that reputation and he just wants out. He wants to go prove that he can do it somewhere else. So I think uh, if the player is involved at all, I think that's a realistic scenario for almost any team more so Minnesota because they have the capital to trade. Now the next game, the Texans at the Panthers, the rookie battle that we've kind of been waiting for. It's not going to be that great, but like, <laughs> but I want to talk about it. Cause it's like the first and second overall pick. You get to see who's better. Uh, we already know it's, it's CJ Stroud. Uh, sorry, Carolina, you messed up. You should have taken CJ Stroud. I stand by it. And I, I said it then and I'll say it now and I'll say it till he retires. You should have taken CJ Stroud. He's way better, but both teams look less than stellar. Carolina is giving up an average of 197 air yards each game. Versus the Texans, 245, so there's room for Bryce to play a little bit, but I just don't know if Bryce can do it. He has simplified his game a little bit, so there is a shot if he can keep playing those simple passes. But I I think Stroud's going to just come in and be like, yeah, this is why you should have taken me first overall. I think he's just capable of doing it. Look at his stat line. I don't even need to repeat it. I talked about it last episode, and you know how I, I love this kid. I think this kid's going to be amazing. Uh, I think Houston, minus three for sure. That's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Absolute no-brainer. And how how wonderful would it be for C.J. Stroud to come in to Carolina and just put a stomping on the Panthers? Like, just how, how wonderful would that be for oh. him and his stock and how shitty it would look for the Panthers that they screwed up this draft? Because we can all see it. They screwed up royally. Mm-hmm. It's either that or just Bryce, he needs a little bit better coaching. But I think it's just a matter of there's two different talents out there and... Not saying that Bryce Young is not a talented football player. I think he's a really good football player, but uh, I'm going to say that I do think C.J. Stroud is way better, and I think that he should have gone first overall. I think that you're going to see that this week. I think this week it's going to be more obvious than it's been all year. I think he's better, and I think Richardson's better than him too. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I agree. I think Richardson might be the best at all three. Personally. Yeah, with that talent, oh, yeah. the, the man can run like he stole something. That mm-hmm. That is insane, that talent. It, it sucks he's out for the year because we don't get to see the rest of him. But watch next year. This he's guy. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be a – he already is a game changer. He's going to be up there. I think he's going to be in the top 10 uh, for QBs next season. All right, so let's move into our parlays. Parlay giveaway. So I'll start. I just picked my three favorite games to put on my parlay this week. Um, I'm just I'm just dropping like 40 on it. I think I'm not super confident dropping more than that. I'm starting it off with the Eagles minus six and a half. This one's pretty simple to justify. It's Philly. Like Philly's defense just stymied one of the best offenses in the NFL. Their offensive weapons are on a different level. Uh, Washington's just not going to be able to keep up. Their franchise is in complete disarray. Players are frustrated. It's starting to boil over in the press. You can't bring that frustration into the dressing room, especially when you're going up against a team like Philly. I think it's just going to be a mess out there all day. I think hurts the tush push gets it done. They're <laughs> winning by two scores. I'm taking them a minus six and a half. The I'm taking them. Go ahead. And I'm also taking um, the Bengals plus five and a half. But that might get that might get teased up. I don't know. That might get moved up to winning outright because San Fran's coming off back to back losses. Not looking great. Not sure how long CMC can keep playing every snap before his body breaks down. Remember, it is Christian McCaffrey. He, there is injury history there. You need to start watching it a little bit because like he's an he's an animal and he can do it. But if he gets hurt, what good is having him there? If he can't play, there's no point in having him there. So maybe start backing him off a little bit. Don't play 100% of the snaps. Maybe you know go to 95. You'll be fine. Take a little breather. You'll be all right. Joe Burrow's going to be fully rested. That calf shouldn't be an issue anymore. Giving him a chance to extend plays, get the ball to Chase or Higgins. I do think that we're going to have a good one there, uh, especially with the pass and like the front line for Sam Fran having a bit of struggles. I think we might be able to get this one done. Defensively, Sam Fran has this game on lock, though. I am terrified of their defense. Their defense is so much better than ours. But our defense, like we said earlier, is so grindy. And I, I just love the Bengals for their grindiness and realizing that this is a must-win game to compete for the division. Now let's go out there and let's do whatever we have to do to get this win. So I definitely want the Bengals plus five and a half. Just not sure if I'm ready to put those uh, those concrete underpants on right now and uh, <laughs> and take them to win outright. Uh, then my third one is the Chiefs minus seven. Uh, seven and a half, sorry. Because, again, easy to justify. It's the Chiefs. Second go. Broncos. It's been a month and they have the second go at them. Yeah, okay, I get it. The last one, they didn't beat them by all that much. KC hasn't been quite playing like KC. I think they've been a little distracted with the Taylor Swift thing happening. So I think that that's starting to like smooth out now. Everybody's it's starting to become old news, at least for the players, uh, for the Swifties out there. It's still like, oh my God. Um, but I don't think it's as much of a distraction. McCole Hardman is back. This will be a second week. I think that it's going to give Patrick Mahomes a little bit more to work with than just Travis Kelsey. And the Broncos are the Broncos. Like, let's be honest. Um, it's pretty much over there. I don't think I need to justify it anymore going to how bad they've been. I just need to say that I like the Chiefs minus seven, and this one could turn into a blowout quickly. But that's it for my parlays. Agreed to everything. I was just going to say the tush push should be illegal, but that's, it should that's be. A, that's a topic for another day. All right. So switching over to me, I've got the Los Angeles Rams versus the Dallas Cowboys at minus six. I'm taking the Cowboys at minus six. 
It's a well-rested Cowboy squad that welcomes the Rams at AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys had a disastrous performance against the 49ers two games back, but responded with a 20-17 win in Week 6 over the, the Chargers. The Cowboys' pass rush should get at Matthew Stafford in this matchup. Micah Parsons is going to run amok. Expect big things from him. The off And it's going to cause the offense a huge issue on Sunday. The Rams should keep this competitive in the first half. However, however, the Cowboys will ride ride their defense and win and cover. Next, Baltimore Ravens versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking the Ravens at eight and a half. Uh, last week, the Ravens dismantled the Lions for a 38 to six win. It was a complete performance on the offense and defensive sides of the ball. The Ravens look like a Super Bowl 58 contender in an impressive victory. How much motivation do they have on the road on the road trip against Arizona? Well, they have a lot because that division, like we talked about, is the hardest in football. So every win matters. I do like them in week eight, and I like the the double digit uh, win actually in this mm-hmm. one. And last but not least, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders versus Detroit Lions at minus seven point five. The Lions host the uh, Vegas Raiders at Ford Field on Monday night. The primetime appearance comes after a train wreck in Baltimore with the loss out of their system. We expect much better for the Lions at home. Jared Goff is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league when he's playing outdoors in the elements. He struggled to put drives together in a windy in the windy conditions. Thank God the Lions play in a dome, Matt. Mm-hmm. Goff will bounce back under the roof at Ford Field. Jimmy Garoppolo, who is expected to return, is unlikely to help the Raiders offense that can't move the ball regardless of which quarterback is at center. Lamar Jackson was tough to get a hand on, but the Lions pass rush should have a better time against Jimmy G. The Lions win and cover in a bounce back game at home. I think I agree with all of those picks as well. They uh, Now I got to make like two parlays. But that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the Not After 30 Podcast Network for hosting us. Appreciate it. Mo, as always, thank you for being the lovely co-host that you are. Couldn't couldn't do this show without you. Make sure you're checking out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Edge. Every Sunday morning, I post my top five anytime touchdown scorers to go grab. And so far, I'm two for two. So get out there, click that link, subscribe, give us some money. Appreciate it. You know, makes us not have to work as hard. Well, I mean, we work hard for you, just not not hard at our actual jobs, which I mean, like we don't really do anyway. So <laughs> anyways, that's it for us. Thanks. Stay safe, stay beautiful, and we'll see you next week. Happy Halloween. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of End Zone Edge. Remember, there's always an edge to be found in the end zone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>